The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Let's move forward. What the fuck are the Dallas Mavericks doing? What, what are, like, seriously, what are they doing? So I watched the game last night between the Mavericks and the Clippers. I admittedly, I was invested in Luka Doncic's points, 35 or more. So I was a little zoned in, a little more zoned in on how the offense was flowing. You know what I'm saying? How it was flowing through Luka uh, more closely than normal. And for context, because we got to give all the context, Luka got injured during the game. He hurt his hand. I think maybe he broke his thumb on his non-shooting hand. And Derek Lively also did not play. Derek Lively, a.k.a. a rookie that they tanked to get last last season. So we got to give it the full picture. It deserves all of And I get all that. But my God, are the Mavericks stinky. That offense might be the worst offense I've seen without Lively on the floor. The decision-making is the worst. I I texted many friends, we got to get Luka away from these bums. These guys don't make decisions. They make the dumbest ass decisions you've ever seen on a floor. We've got Grant Williams hitting, well, not hitting. We've got Grant Williams shooting contested step backs while Luca is sitting there wide open. We've got Tim Hardaway jacking pull-up threes two seconds into the shot clock. We got Luca taking entire plays off, standing in the corner. Sometimes Luca doesn't even make it to their side of the court on offense. Errant passes to straight to the defender's bread box, diving, driving into crowded paints. It's disgusting. I am spitting right now. It is that dis- I am foaming at the mouth right now. For the entire game, the Mavs made exactly two buckets that were not made or assisted by Kyrie or Luca, four fucking points is I don't even is that like that's possible I've never seen that before no one just pulled up and hit a three not one no no give and go between Hardaway Grant Williams or whatever Josh Green is turning out to be Derek Jones Jr. couldn't get you more than one bucket on his own no he could not from 11-11, if you know, you know, because that's Kyrie's number, of the third quarter until the 354 mark. Over a seven-minute stretch, the Mavs scored exactly one bucket. One. Here is the game log. I have been requested to read game logs. Don't know why you like it, but I will do it. Uh, 10.06. Kyrie Irving misses a 25-foot three-point jumper. At 9.32, here's the bucket by Derrick Jones. 
all by myself. The one lone Derek Jones bucket makes a 25-foot three-point jumper. Pause on that. Derek Jumper, Derek Jones Jr., what are you doing, baby? Don't be shooting those. 901, a Luka Doncic missing a four-foot two-foot point shot at 854. Rashawn Holmes misses a tip shot. James Harden blocks Kyrie Irving's two-footer at 843. Grant Williams misses a 20-foot, 24-foot three-point jumper. Gross at 826. Derek Jones Jr. misses a 26-foot three-point jumper. Oh, baby, what you doing? 805. Luka Doncic, out-of-bounds pass, turnover. Bad pass, turnover at 729. Gross. Tim Hardaway Jr. misses a 24-foot three-point pull-up jump shot at 656. Luka Doncic misses a driving floater at 632. Luka Doncic out of bounds, bad pass turnover, 613. Luka Doncic, six foot two point miss, 545. Tim Hardaway miss a 24 foot three point pull up jumper at 534. Dante Exum misses a two pointer at 507. Luka Doncic misses a 28 foot step back jumper at 412. Tim Hardaway Jr. misses a 25-foot three. Why so many threes when you can't make a fucking shot? You can't go to the rim, 402. Grant Williams finally makes one 23-foot three-point jumper by Luka Doncic assist at 354. That, my darlings, is my babies, is a 16-possession stretch with just one bucket. Are we serious? No, two buckets. Two buckets in 16 possessions. You start the stretch down 12, and you end it 74 Clippers, Mavs, 50. That's night-night sleep mask. This, I, I don't, I can't lie to you. This is one of the grossest quarters I've ever seen in basketball. I'm not even going to say that the Clippers look good on their end either. They didn't, but it looked way worse by the Mavs. They get bailed out all day and all night by Kyrie and Luka. Two of the best offensive players in the league doing their best to really shoulder the burden of a dog shit team. Because from an offensive standpoint, and I know that this offense was quote unquote humming third most a three-pointer percentage in the league, first most threes attempted in the league, yada, 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 yada. Truth is, when they go cold, they go ice cold. This team is awful. I don't even care what they do for the rest of the season. I don't care if they win 55 games. I don't care how they look from now until kingdom come. We know that this is what this team could be, and it's not just because they all got cold and it was a bad shooting night. This is a fucking terrible-ass offense. And if you can't be a functional offense without your rookie center on the floor that you lucked into getting because you decided you were going to punt the whole season, I don't even know what to tell you. You got stoned by a Clippers team that ran out a bunch of AARP cards on the second night of a back-to-back. Bunch of guys in their mid-30s, early 30s, 32, 34, 34, 32, 30. Gross. Think about this. This team is absolutely abysmal without Derek Lively on the floor. If rookie of the year could be given out to a player whose absence 
is the most noticeable, how much it affects wins and losses by their uh, just mere presence on the basketball court, Lively would win it hands down because no team, no contending team in recent memory has relied on a rookie to space the floor and make plays and be an integral part of this offense as much as the Mavericks do for Derek Lively. And that's a big testament to Lively, but it's also a testament to how bad this team is. I said before the season, I thought this was a, a 500 team at best. They, and people were chirping me. They're telling, Trista, what are you talking about? They are so good. Grant Williams is going to be a game changer. Oh, man, Josh Green taking the next step. Oh, man, there's toughness on the team. Blah, 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 blah. What are they? What are they? What are they? They're so bad. They are exactly what we thought they are. Luca and Kyrie have to cook. And when they do not cook, this team is shook. This is a play-in team invest. And if they're a play-in team, they're not a play-in team at all because this is a team that punts on the season, tanks again to get a number 10 or number 9 overall pick so that they can avoid giving the Knicks their first rounder. So all of that to say, what the fuck are the Dallas Mavericks doing? Let's move on. It's Monday, folks. It's time for the Hemi Award. It's getting real crowded at the top. The NBA is late. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, he's been going absolutely bananas. He should win the Hemi sometime soon. Dude balled the fuck out this week. Leading the Kings to a 4-0 record. 32, 4-6, 2.4 steals per game. Foxy leaves a little dripper for the rest of us, please. But he is not the Hemi Award winner. Could have gone with Jalen Brunson. He went 29-7 and last week. Led the Knicks to a surprising 3-1 record. He has been flat-out awesome. He's turning R.J. Barrett into one of the best plus-minus, actually the best plus-minus guy in the league. But he is not the Hemi. He is I and I am him. But no, it is Chet. It is Chet Holmgren. We've got a rookie winning the Hemi in the fifth week of the NBA season. Jesus Christ, Chet. Are, it's the vampire of Transylvania putting buckets on your dome piece. Chet went off for 24-9-2 and two with the steal and three blocks per game last week, shooting 63% from the field, 43% from three. Can we just pause? This man is like seven feet tall, shooting 43% from three, 63% from the field, and three blocks per game. Average. Average. The Thunder coincidentally went three and one. He had games of 36 against Steph and Golden State, 33 against Philly and Embiid. Went toe to toe for an entire game against the reigning MVP, Chet, the real deal. In a single 20 second stretch in Philadelphia, hostile environment, he had a three, a deep three, a block, and a cockback dunk right in your face. All in the time that it takes James Harden to think about setting up the offense. Thinking about tween, 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 tween. Put a little spit on your shoe and then airball. I don't know how Chet even got back that. Look at the video. I don't know how he got back that fast in transition. I really don't. This dude is ridiculous. So why are there other players with a little bigger numbers? 
It's not the size of the stat sheet. It's the motion of the ocean. And Chet was motioning in this offense, impacting games in a way that nobody else did last week. So congratulations, Chet. You get the Hemi Award. He is I and I am him. He got himself a Hemi along the way. I am dead sure it will not be the last 